Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, I love that you started leading us down the path of uh, an alternative to resolutions, New Year's resolutions. You started us down that path years ago, and I know you had been doing it even farther back than that. Mm-hmm. But I, I can I just be honest? I am somebody who starts strong, and then I kind of get weak as the year goes on. And what, what, what I'm talking about is my one word, which you wrote a book about with your pastor. And I think every year I start off with a bang. And some years I do better than others. But tell me um, how my one word has worked out for you and for others. And and tell me I'm not a loser for kind of of getting, um, you know, weak in the end of the year. Yeah, so, uh, you know, every New Year's, um, we all kind of have the same sort of thought pattern. It's a new year, it's a fresh start, and I'm going to be better this year than I was last year, or even I'm going to be better this year than I've ever been before. And we start thinking about all the ways that we would like to be different, and look different, and live different, and eat different, and budget different, and spend different, and organize different, and on and on and on the list goes. Um, And so it's very, very common that we make these New Year's resolutions, and they're usually very, um, you know, uh, behavior-based, like I'm going to lose 10 pounds, or or I'm going to go to the gym, you know, every morning before work, or whatever it is. Um, And we all start strong, because it's a new year, and it's a fresh start, and that's motivating. And then life happens, you know, and it gets in the way, and suddenly it's it's super cold in um, (laughs) 5 a.m. in January, when you said you were going to go to the gym every morning before work, and uh, you don't suddenly feel like doing that. And so we all fall off our New Year's resolutions wagon. So the idea behind my one word was not to set a specific resolution that could so quickly be broken that you feel like a failure. You know, the first time you don't get up and go to the gym before work, um, well, now you've failed, right? You've broken your promise to yourself. Um, So uh, the idea is rather than setting a specific behavioral goal like that, to just choose word that is kind of going to be your... North Star for this year. It's going to represent what you most hope to do or achieve or be or feel, whatever the word might be, for this year. And so it kind of becomes, I don't, I mean, maybe this isn't the right word, but kind of like a mantra for that year. So I have a list of the words that I've chosen every year since like 2007, 2008. When I look at my list, it reminds me of things that happened that year and things I did that year, things I said yes to that year because that was my word, things I said no to that year because 
that wasn't my word or my focus for the year. So, um, so my one word is just sort of an intention. It's choosing a word that sort of sets an intention for your year. And the great thing, Luann, about a word is you can't break a word. <laughs> you can't really fail a word. Well, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, too many times we beat ourselves up for not doing what we should. And I'm always saying, you know, that word should should be removed from our from our vocabulary because uh, too often we we just feel like there are so many things that the world and we tell ourselves that is um, is on the list of things that we should become or be. So I love the fact that you started us on the journey of my one word because uh, I too made a list and the first year I remember doing it, I mean, I knew that you told me about it before, but the first year I really set out to make my one word was 2015 and it was undivided. And that year was remarkable because I really did base most decisions that year on being undivided and trying to make sure that I was uh, not going 15 directions at one time, but at least narrowed it down to three or four. So I really did abandon a lot of the things. Then in 2016, it was discipline which I did not want that word. I did not want that word. Have mm -hmm. you ever had a year where you did not want that word? Yes, yeah, some years uh, I choose my words and some years they seem to choose me. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that was for me, discipline. And it was like uh, almost like God saying, you know, this is something that I need you to get focused in on because there are things in your life that need need some discipline and you are putting them on the back burner and you're choosing to ignore them and I need you to get uh, real about it and boy I was like man it's kind of like you know being grounded or you know just saying <laughs> get over there in the corner and get her done and I I felt that way at first, but then what happened that year, I remember feeling like the more disciplined I became, the freer I felt to do the things I really enjoyed doing. Now, isn't that, isn't that mm. bizarre? Yeah, that's like a oxymoron, right? But mm -hmm. I think it's like, um, I think that's probably more often the case than we think. I think we probably feel like we don't want to be on a budget because that'll make, you know, money no fun anymore. Penalties or interest or whatnot, or when you're, you know, just feeling bad about forgetting to pay something and then you're being told your water shut off or your electricity's shut off or whatever. So yeah, I think uh, that's common that we think, you know, like for me, I don't want to keep a schedule. I hate, you know, I just want, I like to wake up and I like to feel like I have free space in my day. Um, and so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to budget out my time and what I'm going to do each hour of the day. That doesn't sound fun to me. To your point, I get so much more done and then I have great feelings of accomplishment and I don't have that feeling of you get to dinner time and you wonder where did the day go? I, I did stuff all day, but I don't know that I was productive. So I think there's kind of a double-edged sword there with your word discipline winding up giving you more freedom. 
Oh, absolutely. Because what I found was if I was disciplined in the things that I really didn't care about doing, then they were done and off my plate. And then I had time to to do the things that really uh, turned my crank and made me love life. So it was a good it was a good lesson. And then in 17, 2017, I had no idea in January that year why God was giving me the word fire. Because everywhere I turned, I saw the word fire in scripture. I saw the word in things that I read, in, in, in just my thoughts. And I was like, oh, so God must really want me to get on fire, more fired up for everything he wants me to accomplish this year. But that was not the case. He was telling me to prepare for the fire I was going to walk through when my husband ended up in the hospital for over a month fighting for his life. That was the fire that Mm -hmm. he was preparing me to face. I had no idea. That's happened to me before, too, where I thought my word was going to be about one thing, and it turns out um, it's about something entirely different. Back in 2000, I think 11, it was like February and I still didn't know what my word was for the year. And that's really hard when you're like writing a book on the thing. Everybody wants to know what your word is. Finally, uh, I was doing a, a Beth Moore study and a word from that study, or odd word I'd never really heard before, a literary term, jumped out of those pages, and I felt like that was to be my word, and that word was peripety. And uh, peripety is this odd word, it's I think it's a French word, and it's a literary term that refers to the point in the story when all the tables turn, you know, like, um, uh, you know, Rapunzel has been locked away in the tower, and then, you know, suddenly she is freed. And, you know, the, the bad guy's been getting away with it all. And now the tables turn and he's caught and he's revealed or whatever it might be. So that's a weird word, Luann. And I, I decided that I felt in my heart that that was supposed to be my word. But I had no idea what to do with that word. I, I love that word. I love the uniqueness of that word because my words have been everyday words just normal words like in 2018 my word was intentional and I felt like there were some things in my life that I needed to be intentional about some some things that God clearly uh, gave me direction on and said do it and so I did and but it was because I had that that word to be intentional so you're right it this my one word thing really does give you something to revolve around when you're trying to make decisions and this last year i i I was struggling because i thought oh yeah i remember my word from this year even though i've gotten weak with it and put it on the back burner I thought, yeah, I think I remember it being pivot, but that seems like it was 10 years ago. I mean, this word pivot, I had no idea how pivoting out of one thing and allowing God to pivot me into something else. I had no idea how gut-wrenching some things that happened this year would be, and yet pivot uh, was my word and and that feels like it was 
eons ago. Have you ever been like that? Yes. One year, I this was very early on, probably like um, 2009, I chose the one word time, T-I-M-E. And my sort of plan for that year was that um, I was going to become a better manager of my time. Um, and you know me, Luann, I can tend to run five minutes late to everything. Um, I am a terrible, terrible estimator at how long anything will take, how long it'll take to do this one quick task, how long it'll take to get from here to the dentist's office. I'm just terrible at, at estimating that. Yeah, so I was going to get better at that. And then initially, I, I sort of did. At the beginning of that year, one of the things I did was buy an egg timer. And when I did household chores, I set that egg timer initially just to see how long it took me. Like, how, how long did it take me to, to unload the dishwasher, for example? So that I would have, and I wrote these things down, like in a notebook. This is how long it takes me to unload the dishwasher because I was terrible at even estimating that. And then once I had a kind of a baseline for how long it takes me to do basic things in my day, um, I would set the egg timer and challenge myself to do them, you know, one minute shorter, one minute faster. So, uh, <laughs> and so that, that was like working well, like Rick even noticed, you know, you're, you're getting better about estimating how long something's going to take you. Um, but then I forgot all about my word. I don't even know where in the year I forgot about it, probably by April or May or something. And I didn't remember my word again until probably like October or November. And uh, I, something reminded me because I usually write my word in my calendar. Sometimes I make it a password for something that I use online or whatever. And something had reminded me of my word and I realized I had forgotten it. And I had like this little argument with myself like, no, that's not my word for this year. That was last year's word. No, I didn't know that, that. I don't. What is this year? I don't remember this year's word, but I'm certain that was last year's word. <laughs> and I finally realized, no, dingbat, that was this year's word. You just you just fell off the wagon and don't realize it. <laughs> My word this year being pivot, I think I pivoted completely away from reality. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this year has been bizarre. But when I look at how it started out and how I made some intentional decisions about pivoting away from some things and toward other things, it was really, uh, it was mind-boggling. And, and I love... I love choosing a word rather than making resolutions. And so I know you have some statistics and some things that you've seen play out over the years. I would love for you to share with the gals at the table with us why they should at least give that a shot this year. Yes, the statistics on the number of people who keep the New Year's resolutions they make are pretty dismal. It varies a little bit from uh, survey to survey, but it's always like under 10%. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so the vast majority of us that make New Year's resolutions wind up breaking them. Sorry to burst anybody's bubble if anybody's out there with their list of New Year's resolutions they just freshly made. Um, others of us, and, and this, this might be you, instead have tried and failed so many times that we don't even do New Year's resolutions anymore. We're like, oh, no, I'm not even going to bother with that. 
So uh, for both camps, I would say try this instead. You can't break a word. Um, you can't fail at a word. It just is a, a positive encouragement. It becomes a lens through which you look at your life. So um, when my one word, for instance, was success, and that was back in 2014, I think, uh, when my I was that year, I would I kind of redefined for myself what success is for me and what it looks like. I had been on a, a kind of a hmm, treadmill, if you will, as a as a writer and a speaker and an author who needs to promote their books and attract readers and followers and um and, and all of that and, and what your, your publishing company tells you you need to do and your agents tell you you need to do and all of that. And it just got exhausting and it got overwhelming and I was feeling burnt out. And so in 2014, I wanted to figure out what I and what God deemed success, not what my publisher or my agent or the world deemed it. With that one word, um, there was no way to... to it wasn't that I was trying to be a success. It wasn't that I could fail at being a success. It's just that this was the lens through which I was going to make decisions. And that caused me to not just look at my work life, but look at my my finances, my financial planning, to look at my relationships. What was, what was a successful marriage look like? What would a successful holidays be this year? So it just kind of became a lens through which I looked at everything and it paid dividends in all kinds of areas in my life beyond what I initially chose the word to do. Now, if I had just chosen, and I think, you know, probably if I, I don't remember if I lost any weight that year. If I did, I would chalk that up to success. But, um, <laughs> but the point being, they're really, you can't, you can't, you can possibly forget your word. I have done that. You, you want to keep it in front of you so you don't forget it. But beyond that, there's no wrong way to do this. Well, I totally agree with that because there are so many different areas of your life that, the my one word way of doing things touches and you don't realize it when you're first doing it but one of the key things that you taught me early on is it's not a word that you can just quickly pick most of the time it is a word that we we recommend you pray about and say god i want to make sure that as i choose this word that it's a word that is important to you in my life something that you're trying to change in me and maybe I've been too stubborn to see it or maybe I've just not even realized that there's areas in my life that need tweaking and so through this word Lord can you help me uh, make the changes that maybe I'm numb to and when we start off the year by asking God to be a part of the process it's amazing to me how the word starts showing up in so many ways like the year that i had fire as my word i i didn't really think fire was my word but then everywhere i turned fire showed up and i don't know if you remember but we had the encouragement cafe retreat mm -hmm. and um noel had us making little necklaces and she uh, had pages of an old Bible that she had cut out these little circles. And we just randomly got these circles and we made pendants out of them. And my scripture had the word fire in it. Mm -hmm. And it was just so uh, amazing that it was so specific. 
and I had been praying about it, and I kept feeling that word and seeing that word, and that was kind of like the defining moment to me. Okay, God, I get it. Not only are you pointing it out in other things, but here it is in Scripture, black and white, and you want me to take this word as my own this year. Mm. Yeah, and you bring up a point, and that is that I always choose a verse to go along with my one word each year. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the word itself is in the verse. Sometimes the verse just sort of touches on the same general theme. But so every year I memorize a new verse because it's tied to my one word. And I do, as you were saying, you know, I do ask God to guide me in this process. But what I know after 12 years of doing this is regardless of what word you choose I've watched people get very caught up on I don't know if I'm supposed to do joy or if I'm supposed to do you know peace I don't know which one and then they get all bundled up and they can't choose and they can't move forward Um, you know God's going to be okay with either one of those words he's going to work in your life with either one of those words if you choose joy you're probably going to have more peace if you choose peace you're probably going to experience more joy either way win-win so, um, so I do ask God to, to guide me and I, you know, I do definitely, you know, consult, <laughs> consult with the big guy on that, but I also don't put the pressure on myself that I have to find the needle in the haystack word that God intends for me, or I've done this all wrong and my whole year is wasted. That's not at all the case. So I've seen him work in some words that, uh, like peripety, you know, it's like, what the heck is this? I don't know. Um, I've seen him work in amazing ways and I've seen him pick words like you with um, with the fire like you know thinking that it was it was going to represent this and and God used it in a whole different way so um, you know pray about it I make a list of words each year I consider several of them every January I kind of try them on for size like I'll walk around for two days straight with the notion in my head that this is going to be my one word and a couple of days after that I'll pick another word off the list and I'll walk around with the notion that that's going to be my word and I just sort of I try it on I see how it affects my thinking and my decisions and how I feel and then I I pick one and settle on it and um, I usually like all of those words when I've made a a list and I've narrowed it down Um, and sometimes it's hard to choose just one I like having my options open so uh, I always remind myself that next year I can pick any of these other words you know that this is just for right now this is my focus and that means I don't have to worry about a whole lot of other stuff I'm just focusing on on this just for this year next year I can focus on something different well I love that you got us started on this and I want to encourage you if you want to know more about my one word and how you can really dig in and understand how it works in your life we just touched on the surface of it today but you can find out so much more because Rachel's book my one word can really walk you through the process and i would encourage you to try it just try it one year i've been doing it now for five this will be my sixth year and i love it it has really made an impact in my life even though like this year i got weak towards the end it's okay i it's like she said you cannot break it and you cannot mess it up because it's yours 
So, Rachel, tell them how they can get My One Word. Um, Sure. The book is called My One Word, Change Your Life with Just One Word. Um, It's penned by myself and Pastor Mike Ashcraft, and it's available anywhere books are sold. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it Books A Million. Um, You can find our website at myoneword.org. So, anywhere books are sold, and a lot of people like to reread it every January as they're picking their year. So, um, it's kind of a book that um, it, it pays dividends year after year as you as you pick your new word. And in the book, by the way, I tell the story of what happened the year my word was peripety. All right. So there you have it. And I would encourage you, if you have a small group, get the girls together and get this uh, book and read through it together. Do it as a group activity and you will be blessed. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time.